I may be lazy, I may be fat, I don't do laps, and I do not chat. I may be selfish, yeah, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. I may be bossy, I may lack grace, I don't do sit-ups to trim my waist. I may be thoughtless, yeah, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. I don't have charm or much pizzazz. I don't chase mice and all that jazz. I may be sassy, yes, and all of that. But the one thing I'm not, yeah, the one thing I'm not, I say the one thing I'm not is a scaredy. Hey folks, welcome to day three of the 31 Days of Rotting Beef. Uh, I have your host, Carrie Hill, on this one, again, by myself. But that's okay, because this film isn't uh, much to talk about, I guess. I'm talking, of course, of the 1974 film from Australia, Oz Ozploitation, if you will. Uh, the Cars That Ate Paris, from 1974. Uh, the basic plot synopsis of this film is... Uh, village, like, like a small village like you see in these countries. Uh, it seems like a real quaint place to live, but the, the the dark side to this village is the way they fuel their economy is that they cause motorists to crash and die to, to fuel their economy by s- scrapping car parts off their cars, which sounds really fucking absurd. And this film is kind of fucking absurd. Uh, it, it makes in a lot of those lists of horror films that you haven't seen but you should see and i'll say the film itself is it's not bad but as far as the horror goes you really don't get a whole lot of it until not not even you get you get like one bit of gore in the end where because of course there's this, this volkswagen that everybody's seen on posters and images of this film that's full of like hilarious cartoonish spikes and uh some dumbass decides to stand in the middle of the road while this thing is coming, and he gets impaled by this spiky car with funny glass-eye lenses on it. But it's important to start at the beginning of this film where, uh, basically, <laughs> and I love these douchebag motorists, these uber-white motorists with their bootleg Marlboro cigarettes and their, their Coca-Cola driving down the dandy-dandy road, and basically their car... Their tire flies off of the, of the car. They crash to a, a terrible death. Now, you think in films like this, especially in the 70s, when a car rolls down a hill, you think it's going to explode on, you know, after after tumbling many, many times. Not in this film, because that's the plot synopsis of the film. They have to scrap the cars to help their economy. Who are they selling these fenders and doors to? I, I have no idea. Maybe it's like they're praying to some weird wicker man type god. Oh, Lord of AutoZone, give us a bountiful harvest. No, it's it's really a silly premise for a film. But uh, I'd imagine these are all real Australian locations, but the, the story itself centers around this town. And this guy who supposedly 
killed two people by accident, including his wife, and they they turn this in this big old psychosis with him that really doesn't go anywhere, except for the fact that the, the big thing in this town is this is a huge secret that they kill these, these motorists to get these car parts, and nobody's allowed to leave Paris, which is not Paris, France, but Paris, Australia, and this guy wants to get out because he's got nothing there. So, yeah, th- that's a big thing, and they're not allowed to leave, and they're coming up on, like, their Founder's Day celebration or whatnot, and that's when all the real horror in this film happens, I guess, with the impaling of the guy in the spike car. <laughs> well, this group of rubes comes to town, and they're, 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 it looks like they've been paid up, like, kind of like a, <laughs> when they took Flounder's car in Animal House, they painted up it to be, like, the Death Mobile or whatever. All these cars kind of look like that, and basically while they're having their giant celebration for their founding of their little shitty people-killing village, uh, these cars have a, a plan of their own, because they the reason why it's called the Cars that Aid Paris is because they destroy Paris by basically using these reinforced cars and making the town, this little town, their very own demolition derby. I'm guessing for revenge, because of all the motorists they killed... They never really say. That's the problem with this film. It's just a lot of nonsense. And I, I can't see why it made so many lists as far as it goes. But it's, it's, I mean, as far as like a horror film goes, as far as the film goes, it's, it's not a bad looking film. But the premise is just silly. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, as far as exploitation films goes, too, this is kind of low, low on the totem pole for me. And I know a lot of folks may disagree with me. But, you know, it, it's, uh, there's been better films about, you know, the secrets within a small village. I think Hot Fuzz is probably one of the best ones ever. This is just dumb. And I, would, I wouldn't highly recommend it, but if you've never seen The Cars at A. Paris in 1974, I, I think you should watch it and form your own opinion, because it's one of those oddities. Like, what the fuck are they thinking when they made this movie? Just, yeah. And, oh, I forgot one my major character in the film, the only Australian actor I know in this film, which is Bruce Spence, who you know is the gyro uh, captain from uh, those Mad Max films and stuff like that, and he, uh, he he's like hilariously psychotic, he's like, he has like jag, you know those uh, jaguar hood ornaments, he has like a thing that he's like licking them for some reason I don't know the, the people in this film are just goofy and the, the plot really doesn't really move all that well to you get the ultimate conclusion where the person I talked to earlier actually gets to leave Paris. I don't know if he's going to tell on some folks. And there's, it, it's a, I, I don't know. I just think he wants to get out. and It's a really boring film, and I wouldn't crazily recommend it. So I give the Cars of A Paris a 4 out of 10. And um, next time on your 31 Days of Rotting Beef, we will be discussing, well, X and I, He's going to come on the next one. We'll be discussing John Frankenheimer's uh, cryptid film, in a way. Uh, what X calls the man-bear-pig film. Uh, Prophecy, featuring Talia Shire and some other folk uh, from 1979. So we'll see you guys all next time on the 31 Days of Rotting Beef. Bye-bye.